Hi guys, welcome back to Crickcast Pod with your host Sam Crick and this week we have a very special guest. Please welcome Joe Wigfield. Joe, how are you? Hi man, I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm not too bad and you're uh, you're fresh from your uh, the dub yesterday at Battersea Park, ran 340 uh, for the 1500 metres for a good PB. Um, how's the legs feeling today? Not feeling too bad to be fair, I've been just recovering, sat there watching TV all day, so I've been alright. And uh, go, going into that race yesterday, if we can speak on that just uh, before we sort of get into your background, how was it overall? Um, you know, going in, were you expecting to to run as quick, or you know, what, what were your tactics going into it? Um, I was going into it like I was. I knew I could run similar to what I ran yesterday because obviously I've done a time trial before and kind of gives you a gauge of what you're going for. And then obviously it was a few people dropped out, so it wasn't going to be as fast. So I just thought I'd go in, try and win, and hopefully I'll get a fast time from it. And obviously the pace it took us to 1K, so I just went from there, so it helped out a lot. So I'm happy I got the time that I wanted. 100%. It went fantastically well. And uh, for those listeners who, who maybe don't know who you are, could you give yourself uh, maybe a little introduction, um, your sales pitch on, on yourself? Yeah, well, I'm Joe Wigfield. I'm from um, the Wirral in Mayside, like basically almost Liverpool but over the water so I'm not a scouser like everyone thinks I am. Um, I've only started, I've been running pretty, pretty much all since secondary school but I only really took it seriously since going to uni so it's been, been me really. And uh, and sort of growing up um, everyone I guess down the south thinks that you're a scouser, how do you sort of deal with that dynamic? Um, always having to explain that you're not actually a scout, so um, you're from the world. Basically, however, every other person from says they are. They just say it's easier to say I'm from Liverpool, unless people know actually the world. And then you say, yeah, I'm from over the water. But it's quite, I'm pretty much in Liverpool all the time anyway, so almost there. And uh, and Joe, when you went to when you went to uni, when you started out, obviously. Um, most of the guys that go to St Mary's, I guess they sort of flock from all over the country, but um, were there sort of like uh, language barriers, if you like? Were there a few words that you'd, you'd sort of say from, from your hometown that some of the boys didn't really understand? And uh, can you give us some examples of that? Yeah, well, when I, I don't know that, but when I first got there, loads of people couldn't understand me. So it took them a while. Like, I know now that it's took them... I know Katie with the person we live with now, she's took her a month to start understanding me properly. And that's only because I knew anyway, I had to slow down the way I talk. And just, there was a few words that just like, that I just normally speak of, that I don't really understand, but it's similar in a way because some people from London speak differently and I don't understand the same words as them. So, for like example, I say sound a lot. I know yeah. it's quite common words, but that's, for me, I'd say sound. It means good. It means all right. It means okay. Could mean anything really. Decent. And uh, and obviously going to St Mary's, it's got a high caliber of athletes there. What sort of um, what what was the intention with that? So, how, what drew you to that uni? Um, and and why did you sort of make the move all the way down south to to uh, to go uni there? Well, it was quite interesting, really, because. At, before making the decision to go to uni, I wasn't really running that much. I was just being like a normal 17, 18 year old lad. I was running on the side, but I was started, I found the pub, found the clubs and went out loads. 
and when I'm out pretty much Thursday nights and Saturday nights, maybe even a Friday night as well, every weekend. And I was just like, I can't be bothered with running. And then one of my PE teachers said, like, I need to get my act together. I've got a bit of talent here. And I wanted to go to Liverpool or Leeds University. And they were like, he was a young lad. And he said, um, I, don't run, I don't want to be seeing you out in town when you're in uni, when I know you've got talent to run. And he, because Dan Jarvis, who comes to St. Mary's as well, he went to my same part, not primary school, secondary school. And Dan was actually one that told me and he spoke to the teacher and said about me going down St. Mary's. So that's how I really got exposed by it. And then I what was it? I went to um, the open, one of the open days that APAC have. And I just, I loved it really. I, I still wasn't running as well as I'd like to. I wasn't running full time, just like, literally turn off to training on a Monday and Wednesday and just kind of socialise, do a few 400s and go home. I wouldn't do any runs on the side and then go out at the weekend. And then as soon as I found out I got my place, I was like, I actually want to take one a bit, a bit more seriously. And I was, ever since then, I've kind of just got my head down. So, so for you, if you hadn't gone to St Mary's and maybe you'd stayed up there, sort of near, nearer to home, do you reckon the success would have been there? Um, or do you think there would have been something lacking in it and maybe you would have uh, sort of walked away from the sport? Yeah, I, I would have walked away from the sport, to be honest, just because I would have been carried on the way I was, just going out all the time. Like, I still love going out now, but I just think being down here has just helped me and not be, not be like exposed to going out as much. Yeah, definitely. And I think, you know, sometimes you're a, a product of your environment. So the fact that you've got, you know, good guys around you and St. Mary's is such a, a great facility to be training at. I think that really, really helps. And um, what was the sort of the first three months like for you, obviously, at uni? Um, you know, you might get that sort of freshers bug. You've got the first few weeks in there. Um, that I'm sure most of us have experienced. But um, what was that first sort of transition like for you, obviously, living quite far away from home and, and training with a whole new group? Well, the first few weeks are obviously just freshers and like you get to know everyone there. But my first thought, I think it was the first night, I was like, the nightlife's absolutely shocking compared to Liverpool. I didn't really enjoy it. It's just like the music, the music's completely different. And like, I feel like the vibe's com completely different. So it's a thing that I had to get used to. Cause, but I was confident enough to just make friends and just kind of enjoy it anyway and then so I got I got got made to the couple of lads like especially within the running lot and then we went out for a couple of weeks in freshers and then that kind of dragged on a bit further than freshers and then it, it died down a bit when the competition started but then I got the hang of what a London nightlife would kind of be like but other people love it it's just because I think I've been so used to a Liverpool night out it's so different but now whenever I go out here because it's an occasion I do love it I make it a good night absolutely and you work hard throughout um the sort of season or sort of period of time before races um, and you get to enjoy yourself and um, what's the sort of I guess we could look at the race prep but let's look at the the rave prep so what sort of process would you go through to go on a night out um sort of take us through that and and uh, yeah how would you approach the evening 
Um, I'd approach the evening by, it depends what day it would be. So if it was on like a Thursday night, which would be a student night in Liverpool, I was still in school. So I would come home from school, just chill around for a bit. And then I'd actually, I was still playing football a bit in six sides. I'd go play six sides at win rates. We'd finish that around half nine. We'd all rush back, get a shower, and then everyone would head to mine for peace have a few drinks there and then just get the last bus over to town and then be in town for pretty much for till four o'clock. <laughs> nice. And then if it was on a yeah, and then if it was on a Saturday, it would most likely be something similar, but obviously without the school. My mates would play footy on a Saturday, I'd go watch. Then we would meet each other in the um, the pub after after they've had the game. I'd go home for a bit and then Again, later on, come to mind for peace, but it'll be a bit more longer peace because it was a bit more expensive on a Saturday. And then again, we'll just get the last bus over and then it'll be a similar story on a night out, out till four and then recover on the Sunday. Love it, mate. Love it. And I think the the Sunday for me especially, it's uh, it's always a recovery day. Even if you haven't been out, I always feel like I'm napping halfway through the day anyway. But, um, oh, but yeah, I absolutely love it. And so, yeah, as you mentioned, you joined the sport quite late or, you know, you took it seriously quite late on. Um, and looking back through some of your times over the last couple of years, it's been an incredible progression um, for yourself. What do you mainly put that down to? Is it mainly the, is it a mixture between the sort of mental side of actually switching on? Um, or is it the, the environment that you're in and the fact that you've upped the training as well? I think it's it's definitely both. Like the training, obviously, is completely different to what I was actually doing with the club, and that's nothing against what my club was before. I just wasn't motivated anyway. It was just you know the junior training, and that would be it. I I get told to do the study runs in the in the week, but I was like, I'm not doing that. I was turning up to the sessions, but then obviously you get here, and then it's a big thing. It's all about the miles, and I wasn't used to that. So it took me a while to build up, but then I started performing some races and it actually gave me a bit of confidence and I actually started enjoying it, whereas I wasn't enjoying it all the way pretty much through school. So I think that helps you with the confidence and your performance is actually enjoying when you want to train because you can actually have a laugh in training. It becomes like your social and then you come back and chill and then you look forward to going to races then, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. And uh you know, you've had um, some great success in the sport in, you know, the, the few years, as you mentioned, that um, you sort of really took it seriously. One of that being getting a, an international best. Um, talk us through that experience and, you know, the expectations of um, yourself at that age. Um, you know, it must be a massive honour to start with. But, yeah, tell us a bit about that, that whole experience. Yeah, it was amazing. Like, me and my coach, Craig, we were in fonts, like, the April before. And then we were just joking around. He was like, I want you to try and go for that Euro vest because I, I didn't really know anything about it then. And he was like, yeah, you've got a chance in the 1500s. And I was like, yeah, definitely, I'll try. And then I went for it, did a few bases. And then it took a while. And then I went to um, Nationals, messed up the heat, as like, I always do now. And then I was like, I didn't realise, but there's a 3K space for yours and then my coach got me in 3k we got the time and then the whole experience was unreal really 
just kind of obviously flew from Heathrow, met all the boys there. I knew some of them from before, but not all of them. And then just had a good laugh the whole whole trip. And is that uh, quite a step up as well in terms of, you know, you might see these lads on the circuit, but as we all know, in sort of competition mode, you're, you're in the zone, maybe people not talking too much. Once you get on that personal side, um, what was it like meeting those athletes that maybe you'd seen at comps, but not actually, you know, uh, talk to you fully? No, it was, it was nice to be fair. Like, I knew a few, like, I knew Bowie from before, because obviously he's a northerner. So I spoke to him in, in a few competitions. So he was like, he was quite sound really there. And then Josh, I knew again from competition. And I was just like, and then who else did I know? I knew um, Bailey because he's one of my mates, he's my mate's Che, best mates. So I knew him because he's come to the uni before. So it was quite good in a way because I got to meet everyone, not just the Jones, like where people normally just chill with. I met the sprinters, I met the throwers and everything like that. But it's kind of made everyone, like, everyone's just normal. You feel like some people at, at the top are just like, so focused on wanting like, I just want to get them be so focused and I need to be like them but they're actually not just everyone's so laid back and it's just nice to see I think that's um that's really exciting to hear because I mean from my point of view where I'm doing this podcast I absolutely love you know getting to know the athletes a bit more um you know you might see a, a two three minute interview on um on on a YouTube video or something like that and not really get the perspective of uh, of those individuals so I'm quite privileged to be able to talk to people like you Joe that uh, you sort of get that um, personal side out of them, but I can't imagine what a sort of weekend away at a, a massive champs would be like. And I think that would be, you know, um, yeah, next level as as you mentioned. Um, now, yeah, in no, terms of in terms of the the sort of you know the races that you've had, um, some incredible performances over the last couple of years. Is there one that sticks out to you as being, you know, the most memorable either for the occasion um, or for the the race itself, or maybe you get a win and and you know, maybe talk us through um, sort of that race in itself. I wouldn't say there's like a specific race. Like obviously the ta- the race where I got the Euro standards that like had an amazing feeling just knowing I had the standards. And then even though the race never went that well within Euros, it was still just amazing to be there. So I wouldn't say there's like a specific race. But if I had to say one, it'd actually be the Mansfield cross country relays that I did last year, just because I went and we went into it as a uni team. I didn't run from a club, and like it was me, Ricky, and like lad called Harry Boyd, and we were just like we've got a decent chance of winning it. And I um, I took off and I just went look for the look for the win. I didn't know how far ahead anyone was, and then I just felt so good just running through the woods because obviously like you feel like you're absolutely flying through there. And then I had no idea of my time or anything like that. And then I ended up being like, I think it was five, five, six, seven minutes ahead of everyone. I didn't know. And then I saw the results and I just over the moon really because I was like, the train was actually paying off here. I mean, that's that's really exciting because we, um, you know, at Tunbridge Athletic Club, we're always there at the um, at the champs, and hopefully, if it all goes well, then we're fairly near the front. And uh, I think um, you know, Mark Cookway um, at our club is always uh, there with a the video camera. And often, when you see you come out um, of the sort of top, uh, if anyone's been to Mansfield, they sort of know that long drag that you have after you come out of the woods, and then there's a, 
a top section on the, yeah. on the 3K. And as they come out of there, often you find the positions change quite a lot. And I think he came through um, to get third in that, that fastest time. And I mean, yeah, it was an absolutely quality run. And sort of going through, um, what, what sort of position did you start in, um, in in that race to come through for third? I think we started around six or seventh, but it was kind of like everyone's kind of bunched. There was a few, it was only a couple of seconds between everyone. And then there was quite a decent gap between um, the rest of the group and then seconds. So once it got into that third place position, it was kind of hard to just, it was too far in the distance for me to get there. Yeah, and I think, you know, uh, if anyone's maybe gone off a bit too hard in those uh, in those Mansfield races, they can definitely hurt because you've got that, that final section oh, it's where all even uphill the, as well. the, the all, yeah, literally uphill and then they're like, oh, it's a downhill finish, but it's really not because you've got, got that horrible well. steep hill at the end. Um, so yeah, the lactic is going to be burning through those legs. But no, it's, um, it's great to hear about sort of, uh, you know, other people's experiences um, with Mansfield as well because, you know, us as, uh, as the Tunbridge lot, we've obviously been there quite a lot of pretty much raced every single uh, one through the, the age group. So, you know, it's a it's a race that really stands out and, uh, and one that obviously you excelled at there. Um, so, so, Joe, looking into maybe the next few months, have you finished your season now? Would you say that you, uh, have you got any more races? Yeah, I've called it a day now. I said to, said after the race, I was like, that's it, me done. I headed straight over to the, that little bar that was off the lake up by Battersea. Yeah. And then just got a pint and got on the train and then had a few more drinks here. And then that's it. I'm going to, it's got mates 21st at the weekend, going to go there. And then just going to have a few drinks and freshers and then just kind of get on for winter training. But not to, not rush it and just kind of enjoy it again. Absolutely. Well, I hope that you've got something planned for your mates 21st. Um, I, obviously, my, my birthday was last week and we went out yeah. um, with, with the lads there to like Vauxhall and, uh, and Shoreditch. And to be honest, as, as much as um, most of the athletes and, and listeners will be committed to their individual sports. I was completely committed to the session last week um, and absolutely yeah. loved it. And sure did it good, isn't it, apparently? Oh, it was absolutely quality. We went to a place called Cargo's um, and yeah. yeah, it was like 20 quid entry. But to be honest, I didn't really care. I was halfway through the night and you know when... Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. I got some cards from... Um, uh, like, you know, you get cards from family and stuff like birthday cards and you do yeah. a drop test. So you like open the card up and you expect oh, yeah. sort of like some money to come out. Um, and so luckily I got a bit of cash and, you know, cash is quite rare to come by these days. Everyone's, you know, contactless uh, and COVID as well. Bank transfer, yeah, bank transfer and all that stuff, which isn't too exciting. Uh, you just get an empty card and like, oh, bank transfer you. But anyway, um, I had yeah. sort of a bit of cash on me and I was, I was looking at, um, you know, uh, I was seeing how much I got and throughout the night, I just sort of thought, you know, I was spending a little bit here or there. Um, and about, you know, two hours later, I checked my wallet and I was like, I've only got about 80 quid left here. And I had upwards of 300 to start with. I've definitely yeah. been robbed. I've been robbed. Um, I genuinely thought that someone had like stolen some cash out. And I, I sort of thought like, there's no way that someone would look in someone's wallet and then leave money there. They, they, you know, they take a little bit. So I realised that I'd yeah. literally just spent it all. You just um, spent it all. Mainly, mainly on myself. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, I do this thing, Joe, where I just sort of like walk off and just just go and get sort of battered, get lost. Do your own thing. Um, yeah, do my own thing. Which for my birthday isn't great because obviously I had all my mates there, but um, I, I enjoyed it nonetheless. Um, so yeah, Shoreditch was uh, 
Charlotte was very lively. Um, but yeah, so yeah. I, we've sort of uh, hinted on it yet, uh, earlier, but I'm quite interested to to find out what the difference is uh, for nights out between Liverpool and um, and uh, and London. Yeah, it's completely it's like it's completely different. Like I think people are gonna hate me for saying it, but everyone's a lot happier up north. <laughs> everyone like in Liverpool I think everyone's just there to have a laugh there's no not real much beef that goes on like there, like there is that you quite often find in London and then it's just like the music's completely different like I'm completely into my house music and techno and everyone down here is in, up into the rap so I think I remember one night we went it's called Flavor Monday and that is just pure rap music. And I think that throughout the whole night, I only knew five songs. I was counting them as were well. Were they all like, were they all just, just like AJ Tracy songs or, main, or like mainstream yeah, rap I think three of them were. And then I go, go up to Liverpool and then it's all dance music. But then it's also, you get some cheese music thrown in there as well. Yeah. So I love a bit of cheese. So I just love it, like just singing along to it and dancing at the same time. What's what's your guilty pleasure, Joe? So a song that comes on that will literally get you up off out your seat um, onto that um, B floor. Vu by Abba. Oh, okay, yeah, Abba. <laughs> love it. <laughs> that gets you up and going. He's <laughs> would that be after a few drinks, or yeah. could it be literally any time of the day you'd be ready to go? Oh, it's any time of the day to be honest. <laughs> I could, it's on one of the top songs on my playlist. Yeah. Oh, when you got the um the Spotify wrapped of your uh, sort of decade decade yeah. of music, it was right at the top. Um, I wouldn't say top. I'd say top ten definitely. Yeah. Just to play it whenever. Sometimes I play it in the morning when it's needs waking up a bit. <laughs> but it's always there on the search bar. What's your um? What else is it? What else features in your top ten? Just to give the listeners an insight into um the music taste of uh, of Joe. Um. It's been mixed really, like it's been the same, the top two, top two songs have been the same for the past two years, but I think that's just because from that first Spotify after just constantly played that the next one, the next year, but it's um, a song called Neutron Dance, it's like a dance song, like, it's just got such a good beat to it, I just love listening to it, especially when I run, and then the other song is um, Taste by... I can't oh, remember really. it's by Tiger. Tiger. Yeah. Yeah, just because, again, you can just sing along to that. But, yeah, mostly techno songs and house house music I listen to. Yeah, but right, and uh, interesting to hear the, the difference between uh, the cultures in, in the North and in the South. Um, and then, uh, and then Joe, for you also on a night out, uh, as we're talking about anyway, um, you know, you might be partial to talking to a few girls. Have you got a girlfriend? No, I don't have a girlfriend. Okay, so on the night out... Obviously, if you're on, a, you know, scouting for talent uh, on a patrol, um, what sort of uh, chat line would you use, if if any, or how would you put a girl in an evening? I'll just kind of go up to them and just say, like, obviously, you 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 are in there in your group and you everyone's like eyeing each other up, aren't they? And then I kind of go up to them and go, and just go, how are we? And then this kind of gets the conversation started. I'm not into all that like cringy, like. <laughs> first first liners i just kind of go how are we get conversation started ask the name that that's mine and then kind of goes from there and does it help uh with the accent as well obviously being in london um yeah. would that help with conversation as well um it does if you're in like a, a pub whereas if you're in a club they can't understand the word you're saying 
<laughs> so you kind of just got to like go out into the smoking area if you want to talk to them properly. But then you, other than that, you just kind of just hoping they understand you. Love it, mate. And uh, and going into what is probably going to be a, a very unpredictable um, winter, uh, what are your sort of hopes, ambitions? Um, what do you want to achieve sort of in this winter block? Well, I'm just going to hopefully just get through it consistently, really. I'm not going to put too much pressure on it because I don't know what's going to happen. So I actually want it, it's 21st seasons as well. So I actually want to enjoy that as well. And even if it, I can go to, I can go out and not drink and still enjoy myself. So I want to experience all that. But I think hopefully there's going to be some mood races going on. I'll do a, bit, do a few of that, do a bit of cross country. And then to kind of just look forward to track season next year, just get through winter training. Absolutely. And um, yeah, and, and Joe, uh, if, if possible, we'll ask him uh, some quick fire questions. So sort of get to the point where um, I ask some uh, quicker fire questions and you can answer them uh, sort of in any depth that you like. So um, to start yeah. off with, um, what, uh, what is the best advice that you've ever received or someone or who's the person that you go to for advice if you're, if you're struggling? Um, so it's like there's a few like I remember one of my old coaches back at my old club he said right before I went to uni he was like make sure you always pay your rounds and I was like I knew that anyway <laughs> um, then I think Craig's always good for advice because he's never too he can be, he's never serious all the, all the time you can be relaxed and chill with him he says, don't put too much pressure on yourself. Just go out and enjoy it. And I think that's with everything, really, just like in life in general. Definitely. And then and the I'll always go to... I'm sorry, to my mate, Joe Pollard, just for advice, just because I feel like he's got a good life experience and like with some, some experience I haven't got, he just always helps me out. Absolutely. And, um, and then uh, for you, if we could get anyone on this podcast... Who would you like to hear or see on this podcast? Uh, probably someone like I love listening to Joe Rogan. Like I listen yeah. to him at drag, so uh, I think that's just like that's a common one to hear because I think he's just really interesting. Or someone like Elon Musk, or someone that's within the um, United States presidency, just so we can actually find out a few conspiracy theories as well. Nice. Yeah, maybe even get like a David Icon or some yeah conspiracy theorist uh, across the world. That'd be uh, that'd be interesting. Um, well, well, Joe, thanks very much for yeah, having a chat with us. And um, would you like to shout no, out your social media platforms and uh, and anything that you got coming up in the in the pipeline that you want to shout out? Um, yeah, well, I haven't really got anything coming up really. It's just I think the same as everyone, just hoping for a bit of running. That's what everyone looks forward to. But that's it really. And then my Instagram is just Joe Wigfield. My Twitter again is just Joe Wigfield again. So I think that's it. Fantastic. Um, well, Joe, thank you very much for your time. Um, and this no, has been Crickcast Pod with your host Sam Crick. And hopefully, you've given the personal side behind the persona of uh, some top athletes around the country and across the world. Um, but again, one, uh, once again, Joe, thanks very much for for joining. Cheers, mate.